0: welcome to the relationship church podcast this is our midweek service where we dive deeper into the word of god studying the bible together as a body we invite you to grab your bibles open your minds and prepare to search the scriptures with us we are relationship church the whole life church solicit your prayers uh, this evening as you can hear um, I'm not my normal self um, but we press on in uh, Jesus name quick side note the only time we press or I should say the only time we really use the term press is when it comes to uh, to things at church you, you don't hear it you know, you don't hear someone at work. Oh, how you do! Oh, I pressed my way into the office today. You know, but I'm mean, here. No, it's always something church related. Uh, so forgive me for my churchiness, but um, uh, I'm going on. I'm going on. How about that? All right, uh, let us open the scriptures to Judges chapter two. I'm gonna pick up where we left off last week. Judges chapter 2. And we've read through the first five verses last week, but we're going to go back uh, over them again just uh, as a bit of a recap and uh, a prelude to what we're going to be studying today. So um, Judges chapter 2, verse 1 and I'm reading from the New Living Translation, it says the angel of the Lord went up from Gilgal to Bokim and said to the Israelites, I brought you up out of Egypt into this land that I swore to give to your ancestors. And I said, I would never break my covenant with you. That Let's just pause there for a moment because that's so important. We know that... Um, the word tells us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is not one who makes promises and doesn't keep them. And this covenant that he made with Israel, uh, long before Israel was a nation, but when uh, Abram was Abram, uh, before he became Abraham, and uh, when he could not have children, uh, the Lord made this covenant with him that he would give him a people and to be a mighty people and that it would be his people. Uh, even though Israel is forsaking uh, the Lord at uh, this time that we're reading, he, he's making it clear that the angel of the Lord is that God's covenant would not be broken. All right, uh, verse two: For your part, you were not to make any covenants with the people living in the land. Instead you were to destroy their altars but you disobeyed my command why did you do this so you know he's saying look uh your part of the bargain was you're supposed to uh run, run the people out kill them run them out uh don't make any covenants with them um yeah don't don't make any covenants with them but they did and and last week we talked about how in some areas where they couldn't drive the people out, uh, they moved them to certain areas of the land and let them live there. For some they they made them slaves unto them. So them not allowing the previous inhabitants to, move past a certain point or in some cases uh the inhabitants not allowing them to move past a certain point uh just deciding to live among the inhabitants making slaves of the inhabitants all these things whether uh, they officially had a ceremony or not these were covenants that they made with the people that were there it's like okay you uh you stay over there and we'll stay over here and we won't bother you. You won't bother us. And, and, and that's how things will be. It's so important. And I, oh, Lord Jesus. Um, I, I got a lesson yesterday about this. But it's so important that we're mindful of where we are and what we say and what we do. Because uh, simply our presence alone whether we intend for it to be a covenant or not, we could very well be entering in covenant with uh, someone regarding different things just because of the things that they're doing. Now, you know, once we know, or understand that, uh, we need to get out and get out quickly. Um, you know, but it's very important that we listen to uh, the voice of the Lord and that we do the things that he has called for us To do and that we don't uh, we don't make covenants with our presence uh, with others, you know, or with our silence, but that we do what it is that uh, the God has said and that our covenants be with him and him alone. All right, verse three. So now I declare that I will no longer drive out the people living in your land. They will be thorns in your side and their gods will be a constant temptation to you. You know so this is part of the reason why the Lord wanted the, him, them to drive out the inhabitants because he knew that they were prone to idol worship and if you have those people there and if you have their altars and stuff still up, the likelihood of you falling into uh, idol worship is high it's going to be a temptation for you so that's part of the reason why or I should say that's the main reason why he wanted them to drive out the inhabitants of the land um, because he did not want that to be a stumbling block for them and let's remember as well that they ran into these issues with these people but the lord is saying look i was fighting on your behalf even though you couldn't quite get them out i was fighting on your behalf uh we don't see where they sought the lord like uh joshua did after the initial battle with ai you know they just went out and fought they didn't uh, seek the lord or do anything and oh it's just a, a couple couple uh, people over here we can send this small amount and take them out no problem And they realized that that was not the case why because the lord was not with them it wasn't because of their military might or acumen that they were able to obtain victory it was because of the Lord. So they kind of went back and was like, okay, let's go back to the drawing table. What did we do with Jericho that we didn't do with this little dump of a city? Oh, we sought the Lord and He gave us direction. We didn't seek the Lord this time. So it's very important that as we're going and doing anything, even those things that the Lord has given us to do, that we are seeking Him in prayer uh, along the way and that we are ensuring we have his direction regarding what we should do all right verse four when the angel of the lord was finished speaking to all the israelites the people wept loudly so this is something that did not sit well with them this is troubling so they called the place Bokim, which means weeping and they offered sacrifices there to the lord all right, uh let's continue. And this is now we're moving into some new material. Uh verse six: After Joshua sent the people away, each of the tribes left to take possession of the land allotted them. I told you all last week that things were not exactly in chronological order. Uh, we know at the end of Judges that Joshua sent the people away and he you know he told them hey look as for me and my house we're going to serve the lord i don't know what you're going to do but this is what we're going this is what me and my house are going to do and the people made a covenant with the lord saying that they would serve him and uh put away their idols and and things of that nature so kind of doubling back now and and picking up uh from the point of joshua giving them the uh mandate to now because as we read last week uh we saw how judah went first and then the others went and where they went and who they drove out and who they weren't able to drive out so again it's kind of doubling back anyway um verse seven and the israelites served the lord throughout the lifetime of joshua and the leaders who outlived him those who had seen all the great things the lord had done in Israel let's pause here for a minute we okay let let me um let me choose my words carefully we all live in the St. Louis metropolitan area I won't say that we all live in St. Louis because we don't but we all live in the St. Louis metropolitan area and whether we like it or not when When referring to our fair cities, uh, we say, you know, um, you know, I'm from St. Louis, you know, uh, regardless of uh, where exactly in the metro area you reside or where you're from. Um, And Missouri and specifically St. Louis uh, typifies the the state motto, uh, which is show that's the show me state like i said st louis probably more than any other city really typifies as like you got to show me you know i'm not gonna do anything until i can see something and then when i see it then i'll start doing it because sing is believing right that's what we've been told that sing is believing and like i said uh missouri took as a uh, motto that sing is believing show me and i believe but or i should say that may be the way that the world operates but we know that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen so it's the exact opposite of uh, what the world says faith is it's believing in what we cannot see and we can believe in those things because we're believing in the God who we can't see, but we know made everything that we do see and gives us the ability uh, to have sight. Often though, when we cannot see is where the enemy steps in. That's where doubt comes in. That's where it creeps in when um, you're believing for something. The Lord has said something to you and you're trying to hold on to what he said. But you don't see any any kind of of manifestation of it. You don't see a, even a little inkling or a hint that things are moving that way. And then we start to wonder: Did God really say that? You know, what was was that me talking to me did I just really want that, and because I wanted it so bad, I thought it was God. And you know, I just I treated you know myself as God and and hurt me and did you know did those things or. Uh, went this way or believe of this. And so, uh, sometimes we do fall into those uh, traps, but uh, when it is the Lord's statement or when it is his will and he's given us these things and he's telling us to believe in him for it, he has a way of um, confirming those things for us. Um, he's really good about doing that. However, when we've got a word from God and we know we've got a word from God, we need to hold on to that regardless of what we see, because what we see is not as real as what God has said. You know, Jesus told Thomas uh, after he rose from the dead and, and um, you know, walked the earth before ascending into heaven, uh, said that blessed are those that believe without seeing. And we're a part of that blessed that he was speaking about because we haven't physically seen Jesus. Most of us haven't. I don't know of anyone who uh, may or may not have. I can't speak on that, but I know myself, I have not physically seen Jesus or an angel or anything of that nature. Um, But we are blessed to believe that he did rise uh, without seeing. And like I said, seeing is not always believing uh with that being said i got a couple things to share with you and try to drive that point home let me share my screen just a moment okay this is a looks like a self-portrait of Picasso, I'm sorry, not Picasso, uh, Van Gogh. But does anyone see anything else when you're looking at this picture? And you just put in you can put in chat the things that you may or may not see as you're looking at this? Anyone see um I don't know. A house you want to see here oh, you see a person a woman okay there we go yeah there's a woman right here and there's a person right here yeah there's a man there Gianna uh, very good and looks like some yep trees that are framing his face absolutely uh i didn't see that i just now saw so uh his eyebrows this is smoke coming out of uh a house in the distance, fire. Where, where do you see fire? I'm sorry, I'm saying that like you can you can answer. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But yeah, there there are a number of things. His that... whole beard. His whole beard looks like a fire. Huh? It does look like a fire. And she's walking through it though. So well, I mean, I guess she could be walking through the fire. The sun. Mm-hmm. The sun right up here uh on his forehead. It you know looks like just. Uh, you know some different lighting as if the sun was uh, on him but yep uh, you got the sun there so again seeing is not always believing because seeing is based on our perspective it's what we see and and the the angle at which we see not that anything that anyone said was incorrect because everything that everyone said was correct it's just did we see that Based on the perspective, yeah, his eye, his house. I mean, his eyes are houses. Yeah, they are. That's why I asked if anyone saw that. Go ahead. He's got an earpiece coming down under his chin from his ear. <laughs> you say it's oh, it's an earpiece. <laughs> is it an earpiece or is it a hat in a rib? Depends on your perspective. But yeah, so you know this. It's so were, small. I see a man sitting on his nose. hmm Yep. With the, some the, books behind him. Yep. The, the books uh, uh help to make up the nose. Absolutely. So, you know, again, and th- this is just a exercise to help us with. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. I also see I also see a background going across the man's hat that's all, sitting on his nose. You see like a landscape. Yeah, you you I, I, I see what you see i had to blow it up really big to to get a a better look at it but um i I see what you see there on the head yes sir all right we're gonna uh we're gonna move forward a little further but that was just an exercise i wanted to um want to take us through just as a means of, of showing that seeing is not always believing but we can believe what the lord says because what he says uh is going to come to pass. All his promises are yea and amen. Okay, uh, verse 8 Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110. They buried him in the land he had been allocated at Timnah Sarah, <coughs> excuse me, in the hill country of Ephraim, uh, north of Mount Gesh so this is the area of land that uh belonged to the Ephraimites which Joshua was uh a part of that clan and uh this is land that they conquered and that they had and in his specific area of the land he was buried all right verse number 10 after that generation died Another generation grew up who did not acknowledge the Lord or remember the mighty things he had done for Israel. I like how the Amplified Version uh, states this verse. So I'll read that to you all. It says, also, all of the people of that generation were gathered to their fathers in death. And another generation arose after them who did not know, recognize, understand the Lord, nor even the work which he had done for Israel. So, you know, as I state, I like how that one reads a little bit better because uh, acknowledge we can think of it as being, you know, we're they're not um. Uh, they're not acknowledging his hand that they're, they're dismissive of what he's doing, which that uh, that thought is implied and it does fit here. But again, I like how the amplifier reads because it, it breaks it down a little further. They didn't recognize God's hand. They didn't really understand him because they did not have a relationship with him. You know, they, they didn't know, you know, they may have heard stories of him parting the Red Sea. They may have heard stories of how uh, the Lord fought on their behalf, um, you know, at Jericho and the walls falling in and, um, and some of the different things that God had done for them, but they didn't have that firsthand experiential knowledge. And they may not have even known or understood How they got where they got, they just know that they're there. It's kind of like um, children of means. You know, they, they grow up in this environment where they have access to all of this stuff and they didn't have to work for it. So they don't really value the things that they have. And, you know, they may be more wasteful of things because, again, this is all they know. They don't know the work that went into it, all the, the grinding and the, the late nights and uh, and the, the suffering that took place in order to provide those means. And this is what we kind of see with this second generation, again, because they didn't have that firsthand experiential knowledge. They did not really value what they had and they did not establish that relationship with the Lord. So it kind of goes back to, what we were saying before about seeing is believing. Uh, those who saw believed; those who didn't see did not believe. All right, verse eleven. The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight and served the images of Baal. They abandoned the Lord, so they had a, somewhat of a knowledge of Him, but they didn't hold on to that. They abandoned the Lord, the God of their ancestors who had brought them out of egypt they went after other gods worshiping the gods of the people around them and they angered the lord you know again going back to uh verse four or so uh three or four of this chapter he wanted the lord wanted them to drive out inhabitants he wanted them to tear down the altars so that they would not fall into this trap again they hadn't seen god so since they hadn't seen him or seen his work they weren't believing him what did they believe in they believed in what they saw around them they believed in the the other gods and the things that the people said hey yeah you know you do this and you do that and you know this is how your crops will grow this is how you are able to ensure that your children will be born is by doing these different things. They were surrounded with these idols and they fell into idolatry. All right, Uh, verse 13. They abandoned the Lord, (coughs) excuse me. They abandoned the Lord to serve Baal and the images of Ashtoreth. This made the Lord burn with anger against israel so he handed them over to raiders who stole their possessions he turned them over to their enemies all around and they were no longer able to resist them as we started reading talked about how the lord told them hey look you weren't to make covenant with the people And we talked about how they were the covenant and the chosen people of god even though they didn't have a full knowledge of who he was you know they didn't recognize him they didn't understand him it didn't mean that they were not still a part of his chosen people it didn't mean that he he was like okay well they they don't know they're just off doing that that thing no it still caused him to to have anger still um still riled him up that his people, his chosen people were not following him, but they were following after other things. You know, which is good to know, you know, that no matter uh, where we are, what's going on in our life, if uh, we've been chosen by the Lord, that he sees us, he knows, and he cares, cares about everything, and that he desires to be with us so much so that in this case, he allowed uh his hand to or should say he took his hand off of them a bit so that they could really see what was going on so they could see and and acknowledge and know him oh oh all these things were happening because god had promised this stuff to our ancestors oh you know these are blessings that we have because of uh those who, who laid the foundation had a relationship with him oh you know, we, we really need the Lord. We, you know, we thought we were doing our own thing. You know, we thought we had things, you know, all in order and, and, you know, we were on our way, but we need the Lord. We see now we need him because we're seeing what life is like without having his good hand of good in place. This again, kind of going back to last week, they had driven people to certain points but they didn't drive them all the way out and now even and this goes back to what we were saying about the lord fighting for them the places that they were able to move them to was still by god's hand being with them and him fighting for them they couldn't do any of that without god's hand so as he started removing his hand then they could not resist the people uh, any longer that were there All right. Verse 15. Every time Israel went out to battle, the Lord fought against them, causing them to be defeated, just as he had warned. And the people were in great distress. Uh, Just remember, or I should say, remember back uh, when we read about Joshua and Joshua giving the uh, the admonishment to follow God. He said, look, he's fighting on your behalf now. You turn your back on him and he'll start fighting against you. And this uh, is just a reminder of what was being said then. Excuse me. Just a side note. Often, uh, this is where we get off course when it comes to, um, to some different things. We sometimes think that we can avoid pain by doing good so you know if we do certain things then you know the or i should say then this is dealing with the lord's anger uh, and the fact that people came after uh israel whether we're doing the right things or not pain suffering uh despair tragedy we're not immune from those things now should we look to serve the Lord and uh, give our lives to him, be obedient to him, do the things that he's calling us to do? Absolutely. But know that that, again, does not exempt us from pain and suffering. You know, we, we may think that it does because, you know, we'll see, hey, you know, the Lord said to do this, we did this and he blessed us. And then we think that, okay, well, we're now we're in a situation where if we do a b and c then god will do x y and z and that depends if he said do a b and c and i'll do x y and z then that'll happen but just because that may have happened for someone else doesn't mean that that's for us unless god is giving us that promise excuse me like i said this is where we can get off course in our uh in our walk with the lord because Sometimes we're doing different things, believing God for something, but it's not something that he said he was going to do. We're just kind of making this up as we go. Well, hey, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just going to believe, I'm, I'm going to claim this. You can't claim anything that God has to say. You can only claim the promises of God. If he has not promised it, then we can't claim it. Um, and again, we cannot escape Uh, the the pain and things of this world outside of us escaping the world and being with him. As long as we live in this fallen world, we're going to experience these different things. The difference between us and those who don't have a relationship with God, though, is that we have hope. We have him. We know that uh, that he will be with us. He promised that he will be with us. Uh, during our trials and during our, our tribulations and the different things we go through he promised that he will draw nigh unto us as we draw nigh unto him that a, a broken spirit and a repentant heart that he will not despise that uh, you know if we are repentant that we can draw nigh unto him and that he will draw nigh unto us so that that's the biggest difference between the believer and the world is that even though both, have their, their issues we have a hope because we know we're not alone and this is a great example of how god is with us even though they were having difficulty driving out the people it still wasn't as bad as it was when the lord lifted his hand away now the, the little bit that they could do they can't do because god is not with them so you know again know that we have a hope we're not hopeless, you know, we run into troubles and, and things, you know, we, we don't just lose our minds and we don't have to stay up all night worrying about something that we can't fix. We can turn it over to the hands of the one who created everything, can fix everything. Okay, just a, a, another, uh, another note here. They were going after False idols. They were sacrificing to these idols. And they did that in hopes that, because this is how idol worship works, you don't sacrifice, you sacrifice to the idols, hoping that they will leave you alone long enough that you, you can appease them long enough for them to allow the different things to happen. It's not a given that those things will happen. You do it with the hopes. That they do, that they allow you to have success, and this is really kind of where the birthplace of superstitions come from. Oh, you know, you you uh, you know, you, you better not uh, step on that crack. You you know, you step on that crack, and you're gonna have uh, 12 years of, of bad luck or whatever they say for all those different uh, superstitions and things. Oh, you you know, you better eat your uh, your black eyed peas on. Uh, new year's day or you're gonna have bad luck now the 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 things may or may not happen but you do it with the hopes that it doesn't happen oh you know it may happen or it may not happen but it's probably gonna happen if i don't do this so let me do it no that again this is where superstitions come from it it the only things that are a what's the word i'm looking for the only things that are product of your actions are the things that you know you you actually do. It's not it's not this superstitious stuff that has nothing to do with, with anything. But uh, for instance, you, if you study hard, then the likelihood of you passing the test and getting a good grade is higher than if you just read thirty minutes before the test takes place. You know, versus, oh, you know, I, I, uh, I got to spend the book three times. If I spend it three times, then then I'm going to pass. No, you can spend it as much as you want to. It's <laughs> that action is not going to reduce anything. So, uh, no, does he bless his children? Yes, he does. But he doesn't do it primarily because of what we've done. But it's because of the fact that we are his children. And he delights in giving good gifts to his children uh at least based on i'm sorry and i see some comments here okay yep yep uh very good uh elder neil uh i am i keep hitting the wrong button and scaring myself thinking i'm getting ready to shut everything down anyway um just r- wrapping up this portion of things those that did not know god's hand was with them now are experiencing what it's like to be outside of his care uh you know they're they're really getting what they want because now they're seeing what their actions bring about versus uh knowing that it was god who helped them to do these things they still had to fight they still had to to go out and, and possess it but it was because of god's hand being with them that they had whatever measures success That they had. All right, let's keep reading. Verse 16. Then the Lord raised up judges to rescue the Israelites from their attackers. Yet Israel did not listen to the judges, but prostituted themselves by worshiping other gods. How quickly they turned away from the path of their ancestors who walked in obedience to the Lord's commands. Whenever the Lord raised up a judge over Israel, he was with that judge and rescued the people from their enemies throughout the judge's lifetime. For the Lord took pity on his people who were burdened by oppression and suffering. So the Lord, because of his love for his people, even though they weren't doing right, even though Uh, When the judge would rise up, they wouldn't listen to the judge and they still would go about things their own way because of his love for his people. He still lightened the load from time to time. He still made a way for them to come out. He, He still showed himself strong by lifting up examples of himself, people that could stand before them and point them to God. All right, verse 19. But when the judge died, the people returned to their corrupt ways, behaving worse than those who had lived before them. They went after other gods, serving and worshiping them, and they refused to give up their evil practices and stubborn ways. Uh, So, you know, just kind of going back to what we were saying before about seeing uh, is believing. As long as The man or woman of God was there being used by God, moving in the power that was given to them by the Lord. Some turned and they, you know, not everyone, but uh, a portion or a great portion of the nation turned to God. But the moment that that physical representation was no longer there, they went back to their their evil ways. They went back to serving idols because they could physically see the idol and touch it. Even though it couldn't do anything, they had faith in it because they could see it and at least had faith in what they were doing, believing that whatever it was that they were doing would produce the results that they were looking for. All right, verse 20. And we're, uh, uh, we're almost done. Verse 20, so the Lord burned with anger against Israel. He said, because these people have violated my covenant, which I made with their ancestors and have ignored my commands, I will no longer drive out the nations that Joshua left unconquered when he died. I did this to test Israel to see whether or not they would follow the ways of, of the Lord as their ancestors did. That is why the Lord left those nations in place. He did not quickly drive them out or allow Joshua to conquer them all. So sometimes the trials and things that we experience, they're not there just to to make life difficult for us. And they may not necessarily just be um, a, a consequence of living in a fallen world. Sometimes the Lord allows these things there to, uh, to test us. And this word test is, is prove us, to make us better. You know, he allowed those nations to stay there. He didn't drive them out quickly in order to perfect and to build the Israelites that were there to build that generation. Likewise for us, there are certain things that we can't just you know, get through quickly because the Lord is trying to build character in us. He's trying to build our faith and, and, and help us with knowing how to fight against the enemy so that when the next trial comes, uh, we'll have a basis and a foundation uh, to fight with when you think of, of the proving process think of Job. you know uh, satan would present himself to the lord as the uh a- the other angels did and the lord was like hey what you been doing oh going to and fro, th- fro uh throughout the the earth he was like, hey i know what you're doing you're going to and fro you looked at my man Job. there's nobody like him you know he loves me and he's perfect he's faultless you know, and the enemy was like, Yeah, but that's because you you bless him. I mean, everything he does, uh, he, he was a Midas before Midas. Everything uh he does, you bless us. Look how rich he is. You it was it's like, okay, all right. so you you think it's because of what I do for him that he serves me. All right, look, I, I, you know, I'll take the hedge of protection away from him you can do, you know, A, B, and C. And let's see whether or not he follows me. After this, sometimes that's what those trials are there for us or to prove within us, to test within us. Do we love and serve the Lord for what he has done or is doing, or do we love and serve him because we love him and because of his love for us? You know, some, sometimes that, you know, we go through these different things to really test and prove and, and perfect our faith. You know, help us to see, no, I I don't do this because he's good to me. I'm grateful that he's good to me. I'm grateful for all the things that he's done for me. But even if those things were gone, I'd yet serve him. I'd yet love him. He'd still be worthy of my praise. He'd still be worthy of my glory. I would continue to magnify him because I understand, unlike the the children uh, in this generation of Israelites, I understand who God is. I understand and I see his good hand of good at work in my life, regardless of the, the trials and things that I have to endure. All right. Um, we're going to close things uh, here, but just in recapping this uh, and you know, going all the way back, I didn't say this at the beginning, but we're still studying cycles. In cycles of sin, how we fall into cycles of sin, and based on what we've read and with how Israel went through their cycles, just some things that we can apply to our lives. The door opens when we are not regarding, not being aware of, not acknowledging what God has done and is doing in our lives, who he is, when we don't have that relationship in order when we're not recognizing his works in our lives daily is what opens the door to begin that downward spiral. Then for the children of Israel, he removed his hand to reveal himself. So he he showed himself by stepping back so that you could see the difference between walking with God and walking on your own you know he allowed for those hearts he allowed in israel's life those hardships to to come and yeah he allowed those hardships to come so that they could see really what was going on then what would he do he will raise up a judge to deliver the people then after delivering the people uh, they will follow as long as they could see him through the judges when they could no longer see, they fell back into sin. And oftentimes, as the scripture that we just read says, worse than what happened before. Uh, Just, again, in in closing things out, I I have one question to ask uh, everyone uh, when it comes to applying this to our lives. I mean, we, we can apply the fact that we need to regard him. We can apply the fact that Sometimes his hand is not there to show us who he is, reveal himself by stepping back. We we also can, you know, apply the fact that, hey, um, we have to believe what we can't see. We we can't just hold on to what we see because that's not always accurate. And that's not faith. Faith is not what we see. You don't have to believe that um, that you have that you're going to have money to pay for your meal when you can look in your bank account and see i've got the money there um, and then also falling back into seeing we you know we kind of understand that we know the scripture that uh talks about after the uh, place is swept out and the evil spirit is gone that one uh comes back with seven stronger uh than that to try to retake it you know those kinds of things are a little easier to apply but again my question is regarding the raising up of the judge to deliver what does that really look like uh, in our lives uh, the raising of a judge to deliver now I'm throwing this question now you can uh, unmute or chat it in however you are comfortable with responding um, I tend to think that in regards to that question then uh, they have signs and wonders. Now, uh, to the saints, we have the Holy Ghost, and it brings an awareness to us. And I don't know that I can say it judges, but it brings an awareness to us so that we can make a determination where we are in our relationship with God. Uh, The Holy Spirit speaks to us. Whether or not we respond, it still definitely and emphatically speaks to us. That's good, Elder Neel. That's really good. Um that instead of raising up a, a physical person, that uh the Lord raises his spirit within us to draw us back to him, to, to show us his way, to, to lead us and guide us and direct us, just as the judge, the physical judge did for Israel. That was really good. Really good. Thank you, Elder Neel. We pray that today's message has been a blessing and makes an eternal impact on your life. Come join us live on Sunday at 12.45 p.m. Central Time. If you're in the St. Louis metro area, we meet at 1060 Chambers Road, a little over a mile south on Bell Fountain Road from Highway 270. You can also join us via Zoom. The login number is 314-720-8880. You can call that same number to reach someone on our ministry team or text the word connect there to be in the know regarding upcoming events. Again, that number is 314-720-8880. We are Relationship Church. Come grow with us.